Good day, listeners. I'm your host, Chase Baker, bringing you a new episode of Trendy, the top trends in today's world every Tuesday on any podcasting platform that you listen on. Today's top focus is going to be on Colombia's new president, Gustavo Petro, crypto trading platform, New Holdings, and the Baltic Exchange Dry Index. Let's get to it. For our first story, Colombia's new president. Now, Colombia, to give some context, um, is an interesting country because it's about the same size as Chile or Finland. Their GDP or gross domestic product of the country, they make or produce about $300 billion worth of goods and services each year, making it the seventh largest economy in the Americas. They have a population of roughly 50 million people, which is about the same size as California, but they have some challenges in the sense that there's a lot of gang violence, their unemployment is at 10.7%, and their inflation rate is at 12.2%. Their economy or their central bank has raised interest rates to 11% to combat this, but there's still, I think, significant challenges, which is why they have elected a new and different president than they normally have. A little bit more about the president and why you should care. If you're have any interest at all in the Colombian economy. Essentially, if you look at the largest companies in their economy, they've got oil, banking, there's a glass making company that has some significant market cap, and agriculture. Most of these stocks that you see from Colombia can be bought and sold on the New York Stock Exchange. So their largest company than any other company they have there is called Echo Patrol. Um, and most of the other companies that are fairly large are also oil-based companies. They have, you know, Bank, Banco Colombia, Grupo Aval, Aciones. I think that's how you pronounce that. Technoglass, which is the glass-making company I was alluding to earlier, and Geopark. Now, much like the U.S., most of their stocks have been butchered this year because of the crushing macroeconomic trends and larger global impacts. Uh, however, Geopark is actually up 35% this year. While most of their other stocks are down anywhere from 6% like the Glassmaker or 36% uh, like a couple of the oil companies. Now, Colombia is in a very interesting spot because they have a pivotal moment to decide how they want to take their country into the future. Colombia is actually not part of OPEC and you know that's a pro and a con depending on how you look at it. But countries that typically have a heavy market share of oil as part of their economy, it typically cripples them because their only investment is in more oil and they don't end up actually expanding their economies into any other sectors and growing the overall pie. This new president really wants to take Colombia into a new direction, invest more into agriculture, building small business, building relations with Venezuela and securing the border from the refugees and the humanitarian crisis that's taking place. Our trend here is we think if the government can stimulate growth towards new economic opportunities and away from their old oil-based companies, it could actually use oil to fuel its growth into a new economic powerhouse of South America. For second story, New Bank Holdings. This is a Brazilian-based fintech company. Now, when you think of a newer growing area of the economy that you want to invest in or pay attention to. I think the unbanked or the underbanked is where the next billion or trillion dollar company is going to emerge from. And I think Nubank is one of those companies that is looking into and addressing that problem. 
Now, since they've IPO, they're down 60%, but I think they're going to trend upward in the future. They've been growing their revenue, they've achieved profitability, and I think they're heading in the right direction. They're also expanding into crypto as well, and I think it's better to be a bank that does crypto than a crypto company that also does banking. Now, this company has also been invested in by Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, and he's put roughly a billion dollars into it. And even despite this bank's interest of growing their crypto presence and creating a new coin and later next year, Warren Buffett is called cryptocurrency rat poison and his associate Charlie Munger calling it a venereal disease. Not sure how he knows that, but regardless, they're vehemently against any type of digital asset like that. But what they can get behind is the fundamentals of a bank in an emerging and growing economy that's expanding into other new economies. They make about $1.7 billion. They've just cracked their way into profitability. And their market cap is about $20 billion, which I think can grow a lot more than that. They've received several rounds of funding from Sequoia Capital, Tiger Global Management, and other substantial investment firms that have invested in a broad range of successful companies, as well as unsuccessful ones. Nothing is guaranteed, but I think the promise and the potential is is there and worth exploring more. I think the trend of digital banking is only going to keep growing. The idea of brick and mortar banking and going to a bank is not realistic for most people, especially if they don't have means of transportation. And I think the nature of the world is becoming more digital, mobile, and social. And I think every government, company, and economy is heading that direction as well. For our third and final story, the Baltic Exchange Dry Index. Basically, it's just a container pricing index to know what the cost is of shipping goods worldwide via container. Now, the Baltic Dry Index has been trending downward recently, coming off the highs that it had the previous fall, where it was almost 4,300, actually more than that, 5,600 per container. And it doesn't measure it in terms of dollars, it measures it in points. So it can be tracked as an index as opposed to a particular price so that it's independent of currencies. However, the idea of it is to think of it as just the benchmark for the price of moving raw materials via the ocean. And then the index is comprised of sub-indices that measure different sizes of bulk carriers. So Cape sizes, which move iron ore and coal cargo, Panamax sizes, which carry just coal or grain. And Cape sizes are about 150,000 tons. Panamax sizes are about 60 to 70,000 tons. And then Supermax sizes move between 48,000 and 60,000 tons. It measures it essentially based on 23 different shipping routes that carry a number of different commodities, such as we mentioned, coal, iron, grain, any commodity that's moving through, it's tracking the prices of moving those containers. And today it's around 1,350 points, roughly down from the 5,600 it was last fall. Now, why should I care about that? Or what does that mean to me? I think this price will continue to trend downward as pricing pressure will ease as rising inflation and interest rates are trying to cool the economic engine of the world. And it's important to think that the cost of goods is not only the cost of producing goods, but it's also transporting those goods. So those indices are important to watch and keep an eye on to know where prices are headed and how the broader economy is performing worldwide. Now we'll jump right into the recap. For our first story, Gustavo Petro, the new president of Colombia, elected in August, but he has a big task in front of him to see if they can stimulate growth to new economic opportunities and fuel its way out of its oil-centered economy. I think 
it's worth considering on looking at the Colombian economies that you can buy on the New York Stock Exchange. But know that's going to be a long-term play and it's going to be a volatile one. So I think it's going to trend upward, but it might take some time. Worth keeping an eye on. For our second story, new holdings. The next biggest opportunity is the unbanked or the underbanked. And more and more banks are now getting into crypto trading, which makes you ask yourself if you, not should, if you should invest in crypto, but how much and what coin is worth speaking into. Because even the most outspoken critics of it, such as Warren Buffett, are moving into banks and areas that are expanding that area as well. So it's worth assessing the risk based on your tolerance level. But I think new holdings is going to keep trending up as well as other fintech companies that are focused on digital banking as opposed to brick and mortar retail banking. And for our third and final story, the Baltic Exchange Dry Index. I think watching this index for the last decade shows us that we had a huge run on the price of moving goods, but that has come drastically down from where it was at the high at the end of 2021. So now it's easing prices and I think will continue to drop from its record highs. And it's an encouraging sign that the cost of goods and services should drop with it because as we know, the cost of goods is not just the cost to produce, but also the cost to transport those goods and get them where they're going to be utilized. Thank you for joining us for episode four of Trendy Today. I'm your host, Chase Baker. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Please review, subscribe, follow on social media. We're on Instagram and share with a friend if you haven't yet already. Thank you for listening.